Tunes 1, 2. It's your boy, DJ E. Zedek. And uh, we're back here on another episode of uh, Hayes' Higher Learning. It's a podcast. I be getting ass from the podcast. Not yet, but when they hear this, though, I will. So, uh, tune in. Uh, turn your weed up. If it ain't loud enough, <laughs> find a new plug. Everybody seen Jackson 5 and the American Dream. That nigga Randy, boy. That nigga was a motherfucker. I'm like, yo, somebody get this nigga Randy. Like, you know, like it's like he's just one of them celebrity kids who, like, he was never broke like the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, when Randy came around, they had money. They was already, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing, touring. Cali. Oh, right. Randy yeah, was so a when new Randy baby. came around. <laughs> Always Randy rich. ain't had no appreciation for this shit. Randy just like, I'm a tr- I earned this spot in the band. I'm a brother too. Like, nah, Randy, you ain't get whooped like we got whooped. You ain't do the talent shows, Randy. Randy wasn't wasn't with us sweating in the living room back in Gary. Randy ain't even get jumped in Crip. Everybody else Crip except Randy. <laughs> Welcome to Hayes' Higher Learning. I am your host, Ashley Hayes, and I am so excited about today's episode. We have had an interesting season full of interviews with some really dope people, and I wanted to sort of break up um, the intense philosophical conversations with a little bit of fun. And so just like school, you can have your electives. And so this elective is the first in a series called Cannabis Club with Ashley Hayes. And for my very first guest, I have invited one of my best friends. We have known each other since we were about 12 years old. We went to school on the east side, Miller Grove Middle School. Then we went to high school at South Gwinnett High. And I was like, yo, I remember that dude from middle school. And so B is a cannabis activist, cannabis connoisseur. He is the person who introduced me to cannabis. Y'all, this man sparked up with my dad once. It was the craziest thing. Legendary times. Legendary times. So I introduce (laughs) you none other then B, what is up, my friend? What's up? What's up? I am super happy to be here. Um, hella comfortable. <laughs> hella comfortable. <laughs> hella comfortable. Yeah, this is my first time doing the podcast thing, but, uh, you know. It'll here. be fine. Yeah. I mean, it's just us talking about one of our favorite things. So I've been talking, um, mm-hmm. I talked a little bit in episode one of this season about how cannabis has actually been super helpful for me through quarantine. Like, it has helped me curb some of the anxious emotions that come with having a sudden change and big changes happening around you. And I have sort of changed my relationship with it. I started using um, cannabis oil, um, coconut oil, just as, you know, throughout the day. I take it in the morning and it paces me. And so I brought B to talk about education about cannabis. I want us to have more open conversations, right? I feel like it's It's always this, it's always this taboo thing. Like, you smoke weed? Mm. 
Like fuck that. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's not. Nah, it's good for you. It's good for you. I'm I'm not a big um, connoisseur of drugs yeah. at all. Um, I'm really. You know, I'll take a Tylenol if I truly, truly, truly have to. Same. Um, but realistically, I I like cannabis. It's very natural. Um, it does have a lot of medicinal properties, and of course, it's fun. So right. Yeah, that's usually my go-to. And I like the community and the camaraderie of like, you're like, yo, true. let's you know. Burn a spliff. And I brought some goodies. I, w- I took a Ooh, vacation. Okay. Um, which, it was a socially distanced vacation. I drove okay. to Virginia. Responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My godmother was like, yo, I have the go- the condo is empty. You can stay there. And I was like, yeah, I'm gone. Nice. So I went and I smoked on a porch in Virginia and it was dope. But um, I brought something back. I brought this strain called Pineapple back. Mm. And it is made by Alt Soul, and I'm going to post a picture on the page. It came in this really dope porcelain packaging. It is real nice. Yes, it is. And so B has graciously rolled us up some. And B, you brought something. What did you bring? Um, Now, I actually don't know what this beautiful bag of goodness over here is, but uh, I figured we could figure it out together, possibly. All right. All right. And maybe we'll post a picture of this and y'all can tell us what you think it is. But let me tell you, it's gorgeous. So we're going to get into some of the language around what makes a string gorgeous and those sorts of things. Definitely. So, B, talk to me a little bit about your journey with marijuana. What even made you Mm want to try it? How did that relationship develop over time? So I actually started um, smoking cannabis when I was 16 years old. Um, you know, just you know, out with my cousin in New York, trying something for the first time. My first drink was actually New York Sour Diesel. So you know, big shout out to everybody up in New York. It's big shout out Mike. to all the sativa smokers. Um, yes, 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 yes. Cousin <laughs> Mike, of course. Happy birthday to him. His birthday was yesterday. Word to Cousin Mike. Word to Cousin Mike. So, uh, yeah, it was... Um, it was just something I had been interested in. Um, and of course, you know, just being with my cousins and you know some of my closest friends, most comfortable people to be around, I figured, hey, why not? And it literally opened my eyes. Like from that night on, like cannabis has definitely been like a huge part of my life. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so back then were you like smoking every, like once you got a hold of it, was it were you an everyday smoker? Were you just um, like how did that work? Um I think back then, of course, when I was a teenager, like it was it was the summertime. So, you know, the summertime always gets a little bit more, you know, a little bit more free, a little bit more fun. So we were smoking pretty much every day. And then of course, like, you know, you get into the school year and you gotta be a little bit more focused. But you know, in Atlanta, I didn't really, you know, I didn't have friends because we smoked. And, mm-hmm. you know, being younger, it's like uh you had a point where it's like it's not just you can't just do what you want. You know what I mean? Right. So it would be something where I would sneak off and do it or like me and my neighbor would do it. She was a little bit older than me. So, of course, you know, we had basements. So it's like, hey, come by the basement, come by the basement. But realistically, it wasn't until I got uh, into college where I had that freedom. You know, I really had the freedom to, you know, really hold on to larger amounts, smoke whenever I want to, come up with my own schedule. It's when I started waking bakes. Um... You know, a big shout out to Wiz Khalifa and Currency because, of course, they dropped some nice music around like my second year of college, which only pushed the culture. Definitely good times. Definitely good times. But nowadays, um, I am a avid smoker daily, multiple times a day. 
I'm not saying that works for everybody, but for me, it's a nice level that I like to be at. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, for me, when we were in high school, you were, like, the friend that my parents liked, but, like... <laughs> I don't know why they liked you either, but like she, my mom would come home and be like, "You and Bieber smoking at reefer." <laughs> <laughs> oh my and I'd god! And I'd be like, "I have no idea." <laughs> but like, she wanted to trip, but she couldn't trip because yeah. my dad like condoned this shit. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I was the uh, I was the friend that everybody's parents loved. But got you into trouble on the backside. So. Yes, for sure. But we sure. always made it home. We always made it home. For sure. He better take that outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, forever. So what have you learned about yourself since adding cannabis to your self-care regimen? Oh, man. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, <clears throat> cannabis helped uh, really help me realize who I am completely. Um it just kind of showed me like that a lot of the things that I was doing <coughs> were to please other people, mm. you know, just being raised Nigerian. You're always like taught to like get good grades, strive for this, be the best, do this, do that. And, you know, to honor your family, honor your name. And of course that's never going to stop. Right. But at the same time, like cannabis showed me that, Hey, you're really interested in this or this makes you feel really good or, hey, you know, try something new. Try something outside of the box. It just really showed me, it gave me, I don't want to say the confidence to look at things differently, mm -hmm. but it took me outside of my normal mind frame. And anytime that you get an experience like that, whether it's, you know, drinking alcohol or whether it's taking a trip to a new place, you no, know, it doesn't always have to be drugs or, you know, something For illicit, sure. but anytime that you're able to step out of your normal it really opens you up to new experiences and cannabis combined with, you know, traveling other things has really given me the freedom to, you know, be a happier person in general. Yeah, that, man, that's a good point you make, though, because I've been traveling for the past four years, um, touring, doing poetry. And so whenever I'm in like Colorado or like California, mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, Disney, like, yeah. <laughs> like finally free. Because it's also, you know, that takes us to the larger conversation of it's still not accessible to everybody right. everywhere. Right. And um, I think that is a little bit of my passion now is really trying to. Uh, focus on the people who don't have as much access and really help them figure it out, you know, because honestly, if cannabis is a solution for you mm -hmm. and it can help you out, whether it's medically um, dealing with cancer, dealing with AIDS, dealing with multiple sclerosis for sure, or, you know, more psychological, like dealing with depression, dealing with anxiety um, and even, you know, for lesser types of mentals or, or lesser spoken about mentals like ADHD or just, you know, hyperactivity, just to help you calm down. Cannabis can really be a very easily used medicine, um, but it's just not easily accessible. So Right, right. It's easy accessible, easily accessible to some places. Right, some, some people. Certain some states. Some like, of us. Right, mm, some with an asterisk. <laughs> um, white. And so... <laughs> You know, it was. it's just like, I've been in places like Colorado where you just walk in, it's like the bro you bros. It's like, yeah, you know, what can I get you? And, yeah. and I'm like, in Atlanta, 
you know, the cops, you get pulled over for, for stuff like this. And, um, and that definitely goes to say we have to be proactive about how we approach politics and how we are proactive about educating people. And I think right. that educating people and debunking a lot of the myths is how we do that. So B, what's your like marijuana elevator pitch? Actually, you kind of just gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, low key. But um, I mean, realistically, it sounds crazy, but most people approach me about marijuana because other people have gone to them about, you know, marijuana. So I guess my elevator pitch is like walking in with a lit joint, looking free, looking happy, and just looking like I have no care in the world. Usually when you see somebody having a good time in a nice place, you tend to have a good time too, or you feel that energy. So it's like, I just feel like my high energy just, you know, radiates with some other people's vibes and that's what pulls them in. Hey, turn up. And so what what do you think are the most important things someone should know about marijuana? Okay, so... Got to get a little bit serious here for a second because even though marijuana is classified as a drug, yeah, right? I don't like to call it a drug, but I don't like to hide the fact that it will take you out of your normal mindset. For sure. So you can call that impairment, right? So definitely, number one, want to be in a comfortable place with people who you're comfortable with if you're going to try cannabis. Or, you know, you can even try it by yourself for the first time. Um Another thing, too, please know your laws in your state. You know, um, not every state is legal. Some states are way more harsh with their penalties than others. So, some um, are decriminalized. Yeah, but some, yeah, some are decriminalized, which is great. You know what I mean? You might just get your weed taken away or thrown away. Um, but if you really, truly want to get a good experience, just go somewhere legal so that you can be free. Um, and then I guess the third... You're saying like most important things about weed, I guess. Like, yeah. shh, make sure, <laughs> make sure you buy it from a trusted source because <laughs> we could go into some serious stories yeah. about getting trash. And um, you don't want to waste your money. You don't want to waste your time. And I've seen some of the side effects of of uh, a bad cannabis. So just stay away. Be just be safe. Play safe. Be safe. Use you know. Since God gave you. If it don't look good, don't go for it. If it don't smell good, don't go for it. Um, hell, just like anything, like like if you were looking at food, you wouldn't want something that's nasty. You wouldn't want something that doesn't appeal to your senses. So whenever you're choosing cannabis, I guess like, you know, that's some good rules right there. Like if it looks good, if it smells good. If it has a nice shine to it, you're looking for trichomes. Those are uh, the trichomes are actually um, the part of the cannabis that carries the active ingredient, which is THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, and that is the main thing, and not the only thing, but the main thing in cannabis that you know gets you high. So you definitely want to look for cannabis that has a nice shine to it. Um, definitely use your cell phone light. We all have a cell phone nowadays, so that's pretty easy. And then um, on top of that. Um, if you are getting it from like a nice dispensary, you know, be sure to ask for, you know, different effects. There's um, basically two main kinds of cannabis. It's really three. You have cannabis sativa, mm -hmm. which is more of an upper, more creative, more energetic. Um, and then you have cannabis indica, which is, you know, more of the stoner stuff, the cushions, the um, stuff that keeps you in the couch. Indica. In the couch. In the yes. couch, yeah. Indica. That's an easy way to remember it. 
And then there's another one called Cannabis Ruderalis, but you know, you're you're not gonna find that. Don't worry about that. Yeah, Cannabis Ruderalis. It's actually not I'm the best. I'm giving him the excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually something that uh, you probably wouldn't want to smoke. It's not as potent as Cannabis Indica or Cannabis Sativa. And then, um, of course, you're going to hear about things called hybrids, which are literally um, pure race Cannabis Indicas mixed with pure race Cannabis Sativas to come up with a hybrid effect. Um, so some of them will be Indica dominant. Some of them will be more Sativa dominant. And some of them, like this pineapple we're smoking, are a nice 50-50. So it's it actually, really is yeah, it's so groovy, in the middle. Yeah. Like, that shit is dope. And so, um, you know, this is a good segue into language about um, marijuana. Because when I started, or even just like growing up, my mom would call it reefer. You right. know, it's always had to do with like heathens, Anything, right? Any kind of bad connotation. Devilment, yeah. right. But, you know, even growing up, it's like, you know, Reggie, gas, and yeah. exotic. Exotic. <laughs> got that Zaza now. I got that Zaza and that runts now. <laughs> got that Zaza got and that, that runts. That cookies, that gorilla glue, that Kush, that Indo, that Outdo, that Hydro, <laughs> that oh, that Dank, that Reggie. That, there's so many terms that go along with it, and realistically, like you know, it's a base level to it. It's like you know, they'll say like Reggie, or like mid is like you know your low grade cannabis, like the brick weed, the stuff. Uh, I don't want to go into stereotypes. Say the stuff you get from the Mexicans, but I, I hate that. I hate hearing them say the stuff you get from the Mexicans because it's actually yeah. some fire that grows in Mexico. But that's a whole another topic. Um, but yeah, usually like just the lower grade cannabis, the Reggie. Um, I know you have your high grades, um, definitely um, high grades and top shelf. Those are really where you want to smoke. Um, I would suggest starting there. That's where I started myself. Um, you know, Reggie's are cool, but it does it doesn't. It's more of a. It's easier to know the effects that you're getting from high grades and top shelves, For and sure. those are easier to explain. They're well bred, well grown. Um, of course, you got people calling Zaza. I think it's the, the newest thing. Like, yeah, that's the, the newest, newest term, thing. When I heard Zaza. it, I was like, what? I guess it was like Zaza, the exotic, you know what I'm saying? But a lot of the Zaza actually is some very nice cannabis. Like, So they have a lot of nice tastes and smells, and those are attributed to terpenes. Right now, most plants, I think all plants, if I'm not mistaken, have terpenes. Yeah, I think fruits have terpenes, vegetables have terpenes, and it really just contributes to, of course, the smell, but also the effects. So, a lot of sativas will have um, a certain terpene called limonene, which is more, you know, zesty, more upbeat, more energetic, and yeah. you can smell it in the cannabis too. So, a lot of the nicer strains, top shelf, the zaza, you can really get the terpenes in there. You can really like. You know, kind of smell what you're about to get into, for lack of better words. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I also think that there needs to be more education about the ways in which you get cannabis in your body. Because most right. people know about, you know, smoking or my cousin got weed brownies. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> the good old weed brownies, but it's 2020, man. It's 2020, and there's tincture, and there's wax, and there's keef, and there's all of these mm. things. So Whoa. talk to me a little bit about... The, um, these forms. Tell people, you know, what, what are they? What are the differences? What are the benefits of participating okay. in either? So um, this is actually a pretty long list of things that you can get into now. And it's yeah, new stuff sure. popping up every day, right? So, of course, you have your basic, your buds, your flowers, 
that's what you can grind up and smoke. You can roll it and um, I like to use joint papers, you know, bongs. bongs, bowls. I don't like to use tobaccos too much, but no, you know, no down to anybody who would like to use them. Backwoods, Swishers, Dutch Masters. Um, then, of course, you have edibles, right? And most edibles are just infused with like a weed butter. So we got to talk about weed butters. You make weed butters. Are you just really just mixing weed with butter over the stove? That's the most basic way. You can get a lot more complicated than that, too. Yeah. But then you can take that butter, put it in anything. So you got edibles. Um, it's starting to turn into more dinners now that I'm seeing people do. Yeah. You can infuse weed into oil. You got tinctures, which are infused into alcohol. About this. <laughs> I'm telling you. And this is the crazy thing. Like, I want to see more black people in weed, too, because I'm seeing all these shows pop up. I'm seeing all these different um, events and situations. And... I'm not seeing us in it as much. Absolutely. And back when they, you know, tried to make weed illegal in the first place, a big part of that was like people saying that, you know, black people smoke weed and then turn into heathens and rape white women. Exactly. You know, so I definitely want to see us change on that and actually get a lot of this money that's out here. So, um. And a lot of black families have been affected by incarceration due to um, drug charges. 100%. Because you elect people who get 100%. to decide what's illegal and what's not. Exactly. And what side of town to enforce in and what side mm-hmm. of town to ignore And in. which counties and to regulate in. To. Exactly. Who gets licenses, who gets to open dispensaries. It goes into... Um, Hell, who controls the industry, for lack of better words? For sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to go into real estate as far as who gets to buy land and where. You know, the most, the best places to, you know, grow marijuana are probably going to get, you know, snatched up real quick by the white people. So we need to get in there. And it's not necessarily just the white people, but really anybody who is looking to corporatize, over monetize, and really just give, take away any chance that anybody else has to, you know, even get a little piece of success. So, um, I know we jumped into like, you know, topic to topic. And hey, I mean, it's so. But that's what this this podcast is about having broader conversations about social justice. And so, returning power back to cannabis, returning power to the people to decide mm. on cannabis. Because that's another thing, too. It's not always going to be the best choice for you. I got homies who be like, yo, I smoked for years. And then I stopped. And, you know, I might do it every now and then on a Saturday. Yeah, honestly, it isn't for everybody. Exactly. And you just change your relationship with it over time. You have certain things going on. You want to be more creative. Or you got a job and you want to prioritize secure income. Even though that's a different conversation. That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) That's a whole nother topic. That's that bull. (laughs) That's that, uh, um, uh, I got a job, but it's still that bull. So, honestly, um... I mean, at this point, I just kind of feel like cannabis is something that should be a mainstream topic. It's something that, um, honestly, I'm a parent. You know, I have two children. I have a three-year-old. He'll be four this month, actually. So I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Wow. And I do smoke in my house. And they have seen me smoke. You know, as they're getting older, I'm maybe starting to pull back a little bit more from them seeing me smoke. But... In their younger days, I, I was pretty free around about as far as like having my things around the house. Yeah. Because I feel like it should be normal, mm-hmm. you know? Um, their mom has like a whole rack of like herbs that she uses to like, you know, 
she has her own natural things too, body butters and oils and all that. Dope stuff. You know, too. definitely in a therapy in a holistic way. But um, I like to keep my cannabis out too, and it just adds to the mix for the kids that they can know that all of these things help. All of these things are natural. You know, it kind of brings us back to. Make it feel like it brings it back to being a little blacker, like Beyonce <laughs> like to say, you know what I'm saying? Black is king. Man, that black is king. Oh, man. So cold. Just watched it this morning. Like, shout out to everybody involved in that. Shout out to my home country, Nigeria. And I think maybe that's why I feel like a lot more of a connection with cannabis. I've actually, you know, had some moments where I've just been <laughs> super high and just sitting back and trying to think about the history of cannabis and why I feel like. Black people are so much more connected to it, you know? I feel like for a lot of us, it can be spiritual sometimes. And I don't know anybody who consumes more cannabis than black people, mm-hmm. honestly. And that's not, that's me, you know, intermingling in every community. For sure. So um, I definitely do believe that it's something that was back home, something that we used back home a lot. Absolutely. Whether it's from cooking to herbs to remedies to. <laughs> Excuse me, like tinctures, like we have now that you could that are alcohol infused. You could drop it in anything, soups, juices, to you know, um, topicals, ointments, you know, skin uh, lotions that you could put on. They make truly those now medicinal. too. It's truly, truly versatile medicinal. plant. Mm-hmm. It's completely usable. And then even like the cousin of cannabis, like hemp, that's like one of the best fibers in the world. It's better than cotton. So you put two and two together, I guess I can see another reason why they made it illegal. You know, mm. people in the South needed to sell cotton. They wanted hemp out. They wanted weed out. Because weed would take over tobacco. So there you go. Back to the powers that be, you know, trying to be the powers. And I'm like, look, honestly, you got to give the power to the people. You got to give the power back you to the people. You got to give it back to the people. We got to take it. You got to take it. And I'm telling you, if you get high... You might come up with a way because I've thought of some crazy ideas. And it's like, you know, some of the best music that we hear, some of the best movies that we've ever seen, like, were written by people who, you know, smoked cannabis. And some of them did a couple other things, mm-hmm. you know. But either way, they brought in their horizons. And I feel like cannabis is a, is a nice, like, entry point or a nice, safe way to do that without... Uh, Putting yourself in the nut house or going homeless or, you know what I mean? Because we all know the side effects of like crack, heroin, meth, LSD, acid, not so much, but it do too much. Hell yeah. So definitely, definitely. So (sighs) I'm high as shit. We went off on a little bit of tangent. We always do. (laughs) But I think Mm. that that's where we needed to go. Um, Those are points that, you know, I, I do higher learning. So that we can expose these viewpoints and these stories and be thinking about this and think about ways to be active in our communities, ways to get Keisha right. <laughs> to, <laughs> to tell these folks, you know what I mean? Come on, so, Keisha. Come on, Come Keisha. Come on, Keisha. But other ways to get it. So butter. Um, we have edibles. And, and then edible. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, using those raw butters, using those fatty oils. Mm. Um, if you, you know... By no means should you just be buying from anybody. I trust people who know what they're doing, who mm. understand things like decarboxylation, mm. um, understand how hot you have to get the plant in right. order to activate the medicine. So this is a really important point, right? Because 
cannabis can be expensive depending on where you're at. For sure. Right? So you don't you want to make sure that you're not gonna waste any of your materials. So I would honestly say there is a lot of stuff online, but um realistically, like if you are going to use your cannabis to try to make like butters and oils, I would suggest starting with a crock pot. That's one of the easiest ways yep. to start. Um, you could do like a pound of butter. Um, you can use raw vegan butter if that's what you need to, or coconut oil, which is very, very good for this. Um, you can mix in about half an ounce of weed and um, just let it, you know, low simmer for about six hours. Super easy way to start. You can strain it through cheesecloth. Um, but if you're going to try to make like a tincture, or like make like an easy oil real quick, one of the best ways to do it is, you know, like you said, decarb it in the oven for like at like a low temperature because decarboxylation is just breaking off like I think the extra carbon molecule off right. of the THC to actually activate it. Right. That usually happens when you're smoking because the flame the hits the weed yeah, and then the smoke is decarbed, right? So just put it on like, you know, a baking tray, you know, some parchment paper, pop it in the oven, like maybe 200 degrees, 190 degrees, something like that just like 30 minutes, and then you can mix it into like different alcohols or, hell, you, that's when it's active. You can eat it straight in if you want to, like some weed chips, but that's a whole nother, that's <laughs> on a whole nother level. That's, that's when you start experimenting with shit. But um, Major key alert, everybody. <laughs> major. You just got handed the keys. So if that's your thing and, you know, you want to try it out, how you just have make, yeah. The, you know, yeah. the information that you need. Make to sure you do it the right way. It, right? Definitely. Make sure you do it. And then cartridges, right? Those have been heavy. People have been talking now, a lot about cart. That's a whole nother thing. Like um, cartridges, um, vape pens. What else they call them? Just pens, vapes, carts. Those essentially have like a cannabis oil in them, right? But cannabis doesn't come as an oil. So, of course, there's a method that this stuff has to go through. Mm -hmm. um the old way used to be like <laughs> stick like a stick a bunch of weed in the tube like a pound of weed in the tube and like take a can of butane and <laughs> run it through the tube and let it drip out the other side and then like put that on a hot plate and like purge off the butane and people used to blow up their houses that's so <laughs> dangerous i mean you're setting a whole can of lighter it's fluid like essentially uh, it was, it was, it was. And it, it starts, so concentrates kind of started off really kind of nasty. Um, but over the years, you know, they've actually developed a lot more science around it. So nowadays concentrates are easy to make, but um, there's different ways they turn them into oils for the carts, these mm -hmm. cartridges, these vape pens. And you have to be real careful with those because some people do still use old techniques. Some people thin it out with pesticides or like just real kind of mm -hmm. nasty materials that you don't want in your body. So sure. yeah, that's why vape pens have gotten a big like lash, um, lash back and then jewel is kind of uh, too. And that's more on the tobacco side, but you know, people's parents are like grandparents, the old white people who are voting and controlling like politics, like they don't care about the difference between like a nasty jewel and like, you know, a nice lab tested you know, vape pen, a nice lab tested THC infused cartridge. So, um, yeah, that's kind of taking a left, but. No, 
I still think that's a good option. I actually use them myself, but I only use like one company. So you just have to find what works for you. And I would definitely suggest getting those from either somebody overly trusted or complete straight from the dispensary in a legal state. Yeah, that's probably going to be your best option. Definitely your best option. Um, I know a lot of people like edibles as well. Some of these gummies, the new gummies that come are coming out, um, are infused with, you know, cannabis concentrates or dipped in some of these oils. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you want to be careful on that too. Um, Chiba Chu is a str- super straight brand. I've been using them yeah, for years. I like like, yeah, they're one of the first like candies that I ever even heard about from like way, way, way back in the day. Um, if you're ever interested in cannabis, you can, you know, stop at any like, you know, gas station. Not anyone, not like a quick trip, not the nice gas stations. You gotta go to like, I don't the know what gas station. <laughs> no, you gotta go to the good house. No, just get like a, a magazine. Look on the magazine rack and get a High Times. High Times magazine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not gonna have you buying weed from the gas station. No, 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 no. I mean, shit, that's a whole nother thing. Motherfucker, uh, you go to, uh, you know, we live in Atlanta. You go to any gas station, motherfucker be at the gas station like, hey, I got that gas. You smoke, you smoke. And see, that's another reason that I don't buy Rellos. Cause you get a couple of Rellos from the gas station, and the next thing you know, like, hey, hey big bro, say big bro, you smoke? <laughs> you trying to get you some gas? You need some gas? I'm gonna be like, I'm good. Everybody trying to get I'm it. I'm good. Thank you. Live. I appreciate you. You know, support black business, but I'm solid. These are from a friend. Yes. Right. So <laughs> always gotta play it off, but. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's What are places people can go to get education about, self-educate about marijuana? Well, if you really want to educate yourself, like, I mean, there's everything online, to be honest. Like, like picking up a high times. There's documentaries on deck, podcasts. Uh, of course, like, Instagram pages, all kinds of internet pages, Twitter pages, um, books, of course. If you really want to start on some, like, purely... Uh, scientific, really complete analysis. I would say, like, start off with like Jorge Cervantes, like horticulture guy, like horticulture of marijuana. I believe that's what it's called, but it's definitely Jorge Cervantes, mm-hmm. um, the author, and that is a really complete guy that will even show you how to grow. Very well illustrated, so you can uh, learn about it from you know, like hands on, low key, without actually having to go touch cannabis or without having to spend any money besides the book cost. So, um, but of course, online is always free. Um, I wish this was the point where I could say, you could buy my book. Right. Cannabis by <laughs> we'll get you a book. Yeah, I'll get a book or something. Or a YouTube channel. Or something like that. Oh, my sister and them actually, um, they're dropping the cookbook. Hey, turn up. Yeah, yeah, Me yeah. sister man makes this honey. And I think I'm going to do oh, a giveaway awesome. with like some honey. Green and, goddess. Yeah, green goddess. Um, we'll put a, I'll tell you, green goddess in this episode. Yeah. So I just, I love, like, I love seeing black folks in cannabis business. Right. That is, like, my favorite thing. I love it. There's actually, um, you know, funny enough to say, like, how can I, like, how how deep can I go? Like, can I, like, talk about, like, how how much it is in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I wasn't sure, like, you know. Feds watch it. At least we fresh though. The feds but. might be watching. <laughs> <laughs> but we fresh though. We're the two. But chain. you know I'm a poet, right? I can take certain risks. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So well shit. There's actually a lot of black owned companies right here in Atlanta who are doing their thing. Um, I know Good Gardens, they're actually 
legal. They're actually legal. They're in Oregon. But of course, their founders live in Atlanta and they're black. So shout out to them. Um, You have, um, I know there's some people out here who've made popcorn. There's a few edible companies around around Atlanta. It's, um, I think, a company who's making soap. Yeah, they're making soap. Like, I know a company who's really dope who's making lemonades. Yeah, yeah, I know them too. I, you know them too? I think we're going to give out their Instagram shortly. So. No, nah, maybe at some point. Maybe at some point. I know That's them too. A, I know they're about to uh, be dropping something real soon. So Very but excited about this. Definitely. So um, what are your thoughts on CBD and how do the effects compare to THC? That's a good question. Um so of course, like a lot of people talking about CBD nowadays. Of course, like a lot of places are making it legal. Might as well go ahead and make everything legal. We're mm-hmm. gonna do that. But so CBD is actually in cannabis, but it's also in hemp, and it does have some medicinal properties like THC. So of course, it helps people more get more relaxed, but still be able to pass a drug test because the drug tests are reading for the THC. So. CBD. It's not this. It's a non psychoactive. Yeah, it's non psychoactive cannabidiol. That's what it's called. And me personally, I love it as far as like, you know, being a nice option for people. You know, but I'm a THC person all the way. I gotta have my THC, uh, but that's because I feel like the THC adds a level of fun, and there is some healing in the THC as well. So sometimes I feel like. CBD is great. It's a really nice option. It's very accessible. Um, so yeah, give it a shot. But most of it is hemp derived. So it's not exactly the same as trying cannabis, in my opinion. Um, but there are some, you know, some CBD heavy cannabis strains. So if you want to go that route, it's a little bit more difficult to get your hands on though, unless you're like in a legal state. Right, right, yeah. right. But like we use CBD, we give it to my youngest brother who um has severe autism. Mm. So we wouldn't want to give yeah, him. Yeah, that's been working out. So it's calming, you know. It's almost like melatonin. Exactly. I guess, what, um, you could compare it the to easiest, right, like rose hips. But even though there are studies that prove that THC can do wonders in people who suffer from seizures, um, we live in Georgia, and Georgia just doesn't yeah. make that easy so you'd have to go to like Colorado or California that's one of the toughest parts about this whole thing especially like you know for people like your brother of course I know your brother right and we dealt with this our whole lives and you know even though he's made huge huge leaps and bounds it's like there's sometimes that you know leaps and bounds (laughs) just don't work right exactly so um I love that about CBD and cannabis and that's one of the that's probably the biggest thing that keeps me in. You know what I mean? Like, I'm 31 at this point. I know they always have that discussion about when you're going to grow up and let go of cannabis. But it's like, why does it have to be a childish thing? Right, You know what I mean? So, as I get older, like, the fight and the push is more for people to have access when they truly, truly need it as a medical supplement. Um there, I've heard of other cases where there's like a kid who literally never stopped seizing. And the only thing, like from surgeries to medicines to shots to, you know, to everything, the only thing that worked for the kid 
was cannabis. Yep, it's oil. It it was it was beautiful to like watch this on film. Like this is documented, so it's like, why would a government not want this? Why would a people not want this for their people? You know? Exactly, exactly. So. To make it available, but you know, self educate. There are a lot of documentaries, right. um, free documentaries, or if you have a Netflix account. Books. Books, websites, articles. Spend a couple dollars on a High Times. Hell, I'll sponsor you for a High Times. Yeah, hey, are want we to. giving out? Let's give out five High Times. Let's give out five High Times. <laughs> give out some free. So, high times. um, to get those, to get one of those High Times, you are going to message B at the pass. T H A underscore pass P A S S. It's a uh, an Instagram page that I actually started years and years ago. Just to, you know, share the camaraderie of cannabis, and it's uh, turned into a little more of an educational thing. You know, I'm I'm grown. I've yeah. gotten more professional. You know, like just like I see you've grown with your poetry. And yeah. You went from, you know, a slam here too to books and podcasts. And <laughs> I feel good to be here. By the way, thank you. Thank, thank you, for, you for coming. No problem. I'm I'm glad you even you know uh, reached out to me to bring me here. I'm feeling for real, sure. like real a, regal right now. Like I feel like we're <laughs> in a cannabis club. So Definitely. it's like you know, yeah. Let the homies, you know. Um, I'm introducing my audience to the folks who are in my life and the ways that they have impacted nice. my life. And so you have impacted my life and giving me access um, to cannabis, to giving me education, so. to making sure that I knew what I was getting myself into, to giving me the freedom. Like, I might be like, you know, I'm not smoking for a little while. I'd be like, and I'd be like, you know, but I don't feel bad. No. You'd be like, because it's not a drug. It's not a drug. <laughs> it's not a drug. And I think that's one of the most important things that I've noticed for myself is that in those times where I didn't have cannabis, or I couldn't have it, I didn't crave it. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like a, it's, it's never felt like an addiction for me. You know what I mean? Like an addiction is very hard to put down from smoking cigarettes to, you know, even drinking alcohol. Like that stuff is really hard to put down when you get deep into it. But cannabis is something to easily pull away from. Yep, so, something you can easily pick up and put down. Anytime you need to, especially if you feel like you're not getting high no more. It's like, uh, yeah, you definitely want to take a break. Because it can get expensive. Like, you two, said that, but it you know can what get I mean? expensive. It can get super expensive. Like, I remember when, um, man, shit, back in the day, we used to get like a gram. Like a gram, like just to kind of put it into perspective for y'all listening, a gram, like... You could definitely close your hand around a gram. Like a gram like would be like the size of a quarter. Si- yeah, like the size of a quarter, right? So we used to get a gram and split a gram into two, <laughs> and then roll a blunt with each half. So it's like you used to get two blunts out of a gram. Nowadays, you get a gram. Grand might blow off in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like over time, like I guess your tolerance goes up a little bit. Your um, ability to just handle the effects of it. I mean, maybe a desire for it. Mm-hmm. All of that will go up, but at the same time, it's never, it's never like an 
itch that you have to that you have to scratch if you can't get it. You know, yeah. it's just not it's not like crack. Like you're not gonna be out here like oh, right, like oh, let, me, let me get a gram, dog. I suck your dick for a gram. Like like no, 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 none of that. So I don't know that anybody has. No, I don't think I ever heard nobody say that. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. I've heard some. I've heard some wash. I've heard. So B, what's up? What is your favorite? If you had to pick, strain cultivation Mm. of cannabis. That is a damn good question and a hard ass question to answer. Man, I have smoked a lot of weed. Um. I feel like probably like my it used to be sour diesel, and I think it was just really more, classic. I think it was just more nostalgia, yeah, um, because of course that's where I started. But then it went, and it was actually at Blueberry, just straight Blueberry, and it's like an older strain. Like you know, you don't you won't see it around too much. Like there's Blueberry Yum Yum. Mm-hmm. There's like other things Blueberries mixed with, but it's just straight Blueberry. It just does it for me. I don't know. Yeah. It just does it for me. It's like really nice new strains like London Pound Cake. That was pretty dope. Um, damn. A lot of people talk about Wiz Khalifa's KK. It was it was good. So KK I got the KK when I was in Vegas. Me too. And I didn't get the hype. Yeah, it's <laughs> I I love it. I love it. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to Wiz. And that's like, his thing. It's for out, him. Right? It's for him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, remember I said, like, you know, of course, like, cannabis is, it's got to appeal to your senses. You gotta, exactly. The smell's got to be what you love. The, there's a taste when you smoke it, or even if you vape it, or hit it with a bong, you know, hit it in the bong, but, or smoke it out of an apple, because you could do that too. But, um, there's just different tastes that come along with it. And some of these new strains got fire-ass taste. But that blueberry, for me, like, that's... That's, that's, that's my, your shit. Yeah, that's in my heart. That's in my heart forever. I think... White gold. Hmm. I'm into blueberry yum-yum as, like, a creative strain. But also, like, 16-year-old me probably plays it way too much. <laughs> In high school. That was my jam, too. That's fucking ludicrous. And I don't know. Like, I'm more into sativa-leaning strains. Like, I love some cookie stuff does that. Some the fruity stuff, the lemonies, the yeah, sherbets, like the super lemon gelatos, haze. The, actually, the diesel, the sour diesel, that's more sativa. You have, like... Guava. I think Southern Lights. That's one I tried the other day. Like Southern Lights was a nice sativa. Um, I haven't had that yet. <laughs> oh no, no! I gotta bring you some of that. I gotta bring you some of that. That pink lemonade. That pink lemonade was really nice. That was cold. Really nice. I think I um, had some Dutch Dragon. Um, had some Bird's Eye. That was that was that was pretty dope. That was pretty dope, but. Yeah, is like, you're not seeing a lot, not seeing many of them lately. Like, so much of the new stuff is just, like, so crossed up anyway. Yeah, yeah, That you yeah. can't really tell the pures from the, you know, from the indicas, the pure sativas from the pure indicas or whatever. But um, a lot of stuff is really indica leaning, you know, just hitting yeah. people with strength, which is, um, you know, well appreciated by, you know, more veteran smokers like myself. But there's actually different percentages of THC across different strains. 
So it usually goes from like 10% in the really low range to like 30% in the, in the higher range. So like that's kind of how you tell with the grades of weed too, like, you know, just by the percentage of THC in it. But that's usually information you won't get unless you're like in a legal state or you get like some nice packaged shit. Right. So yeah, that makes it a little bit more difficult, which is only another reason why they just need to make it legal across the whole country so everybody can have like not regulated weed, but at the very least, everybody can be free to get weed from places who can take the time to, you know, get it tested and really give you the facts about what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why not regulate it? <laughs> when I say don't regulate, I mean, like, don't let the government regulate it. Mm, you know what I mean? Because obviously, I mean, they do some things well, but there's some things that, you know, are just better done on a you know, smaller scale, you know, yeah. or a more localized scale. It's just like, you know, you can get, you can get meat from like Walmart, you know what I'm saying? No problem with that at all. But then, you know, you want a higher quality product. Most of the time you got to go to a butcher or you want to go to a Whole Foods, that, you know what I'm saying? Right. But if you, if it's the same weed, in every single state, grown in like one location by the government or controlled by the government. Next thing you know, kind of takes away from the creativity of weed. I see. You know what I mean? Individualism of having like certain cultivators. Exactly. Like people, there's people out there who really like have back crossed or like bred different kind of cannabis strains for years and years and years just to come up with something that's real personal to them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, it was almost that, like making a bourbon exactly. and you know building that sort of branding. Exactly, exactly. Like the same way you have different wineries who have been you know cultivating and breeding grapes for years and years. Mm-hmm. That kind of freedom should be experienced, you know, for cannabis cultivators as well, because a lot of work goes into it. So shout out to anybody who you know grows from a small scale to a large scale, because it does take a lot of love. It is a lot of passion. Um, and hey, a lot of us get to, you know, reap the benefits of that. So shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all. Thank you so much, B, for joining me. No problem. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Thank y'all for tuning in to my first installment of the Cannabis Club with Ashley Hayes. Make sure you follow B at the past, T-H-A underscore P-A-S-S. Follow us at Hayes' Higher Learning. We will be giving B um, enough cash to buy five copies of High Times, and he is going to make those available to the first folks who DM him after hearing this podcast, after seeing the graphic on Instagram. Make sure you share, subscribe, Support AshleyHayes.com slash support. Um, as you all know, I'm working on some shows, working on some projects, working on some productions. And some of those productions include more conversations and educational pieces about cannabis. So reach out to me about how to support that. I'm going to be hitting B up for some investment money. So I can <laughs> <laughs> produce this stuff. I got and... like 20 in my pocket. <laughs> Let me get that up off you. I'm going to take that. So um, the song of the week is The High Life by the Band of Brothers. Thank you all for tuning in to Hayes' Higher Learning, where together we are learning better, doing better, and being better. I'll see y'all next week. Go.